you're listening to a Demos Vault production of The Fields of Ilion. Episode 1, Desolate Leftovers. Night had come once again to the Valley of Eyes, so called because when the sun so called because when the sun passed by into the beyond, so clear were the stars that surely it was through them that the all-knowing gods saw the world. This night, however, the stars were obscured by the smoke let loose by hundreds of fires, and the natural quiet disrupted by the sound of thousands of voices all talking at once. War had come as if a stage played to the gods. The royal soldiers of Brahm had set up camp on the far side of the valley, nestled into the sprawling Agal Mountains. Amongst their caravan was Melkor, a young dragonborn of eleven who had attached himself to the many tradesmen and refugees following the army for protection and coin. Music filled his ears as he warmed himself next to one of the many fires. The night is young. What would you like to do? Um, before I answer that, mm-hmm. uh, how does how is magic looked upon in this world? Right. So magic in this world is considered extremely rare and extremely regulated. So. For instance, your friend Claire, the cleric, is allowed to use magic because she's a cleric under the ownership. She's owned, I will say, right, by the crown of Brahm. So she is legally allowed to use her magic. Okay. You, for instance, would be considered not legally allowed to use your magic. Would, would I know that and know what the repercussions of that would be? Yes. Okay. Something you'd like to be taught from a very young age. Um, I did forget to mention that, so I guess the other thing we can sort of say in the in the idea of introductions would be that, um, for instance, just judging from how like D and D book classes would be looked at, wizards, clerics, and paladins would only be trained and be found under the ownership of noble like the crowns, no matter what uh, country you're in of the eight. So of the eight. Uh, city-states, each one trains its own paladins, its own clerics, its own wizards. They have everything there is regulated. Think like Star Wars, where they come and take your child at a young age when it shows any magical talent and they ship it off and train it. Right, so... So I somehow got lucky and skirted past that, essentially? Because you're very, very far up north and um, I would say, too, that you're you're not... uh, no one's really looking up there, and you're not flashy, right? You're not sort of like accidentally setting things on fire and being never. And no one was like, "Oh, yeah. why did that happen?" You know, there's. Yeah, the best I could do is move a, move a stick. Yeah, yeah, but the moment they noticed, you could get captured or taken or arrested, and then shipped off to the capital of Brom, and you know, forced to start a whole new life somewhere else. Yeah, that's an actual <laughs> potential narrative thread that could happen to you. <laughs> Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, so that's a good thing to know. And then on the level of like sorcerers, druids, and warlocks, sorcerers are and druids are insanely rare. All right. And warlocks are like the, the, the stories that myths are told about. So your like folk heroes would all probably be warlocks of some kind. They're not considered real. 
and uh, druids are almost sort of on that same level. Good to know. There's also, like, a, a historical fact of the world is that there have been wars and people like sorcerers would have been, like, wiped out in the sort of, like, exterminate the crazy weirdos type thing. Alrighty, cool. Is there a type of magic would be considered wholly unnatural? And similarly with druids. Noted. So what I'm hearing is when I'm sitting around the fire, hanging out, don't cast dancing lights and play with the balls as they float through the air. No. <laughs> I mean, if you just want to take the route of, I want to be a mage and get arrested, um, go for it. No, I think what, so I think what I'm going to do is, so he's going to play. I'm going to play him. He knows he's not supposed to be doing magic, mm -hmm. but he still wants to like practice and try to hide it in places where he can and try to get away with it. Okay. So I'm just going to look at somebody. I'm going to cast message. And I'm just going to say, hello. Just so just some random person around this fire yeah, just, with you. Like, so am I, am I in the refugee camp by the, by the fire? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, as somebody's like walking from, one tent to another i'm just gonna be like hello over there how are you the this random individual he's just a human he's just a really hairy looking human human male who's like trying to get home after a long night of of being a refugee which is you know a long day of being really bored so um yeah. he sort of stops and he gets really scared and he looks around um and sort of you know you can tell on the, by the look in his face that you freaked him out a little bit and he sort of looks like searching for whoever could have called him and seeing no one that he recognizes, he just shrugs his shoulders and, and starts to walk away, you know, continuing on his path. Okay, have a good night. <laughs> he starts to like walk really, really fast. <laughs> I chuckle to myself and just scr scrunch in a little bit closer to the fire. Perfect. Um,. Yeah, I got no idea what to do. I mean, you've got several places you can go, right? You can go to the tavern, right? There's a lot of taverns there. There's several different ones that yeah. travel. Uh, so Kevin's isn't the only one, but you know Kevin. Um, you could go sort of visit your... How do you spell caravan? Caravan. You could go visit your friends Claire and Stephen if you really wanted mm -hmm. to. Um, you know, and then... Soldiers, you know. So um, I, or you could just sort of hang out in the refugee camp all night and and fall asleep by the fire. You know, there's um, yeah. Um, if you want to wander around even too and sort of just like see what catches your eyes, there's several different ways that we could make that happen as well. All right. So there's a couple of things I want to do. The first thing I want to do is I want to see if I can find a couple of sticks that are maybe like a f six inches, like half a foot to a foot long, somewhere mm -hmm. around there. Okay. I want to find two of them. And I want to like 
maybe like logs like next to the fire and I want to try to like make crappy little stilts out of them. Okay, make an investigation check. No, oh, that's not great. Uh nine. Nine. So you uh, get up, you dust yourself off sort of from the fire because you, you've got this idea in your mind. You're like, I want to make stilts. I want to have fun, you know? Um, and so you you stand up, you look sort of all around and maybe looking for like pieces of kindling or whatever that weren't used. Uh, but it seems that like there's some good sturdy logs that are next to the fire, not like, you know, directly next, but are that they're allocated to keep the fires burning. Uh, but around there, there's just sort of uh, dirt and grass because you're in a feet. You this is in in a sort of a grassy field type situation, so there's not a lot of sticks just lying around. You're not in the woods. Um, and would it look like the logs would work for it? Uh, no, they're like the really thick. Um, okay. Big like kind of like firewood dump, logs. Dump kind of logs. Yeah. All right. They've been chopped up good, real good. And they're thick and all that. Do I know where a good place to go to find instead of just in my like general little small area? Do I know a good place, a better place to go look for something like that would be? Yeah. So you're you guys are nestled. This camp is nestled in the Algor Alcor, which was it? Let's find out. In the I believe it's Alcor. My notes crashed on the iPad, so I have to reload the app real fast. I, be- I believe it was Alcor. Um, yeah, so your your camp's nestled up in the Alcor Macon. So, like, but on the map, this that I've sort of drawn out for you, behind your refugee camp is, like, that's all mountains. So, you're like, you guys are, like, right up, uh... Are there, like, trees and whatnot, too? Yeah, like, there? up there, there would be. Yeah, for sure. So, if you went up that way, you would sort of know, like, if I leave the camp, which is unsafe, and you're not really equipped to deal with any crazy wild animals that could show up, um... You could venture up there to look for sticks, and, like, that sort of seems like a fun idea to you. Uh, yeah, all I'm, I'm young and stupid, and I have a good, a great idea. Yeah. So I want to try it. So I'm gonna head up into the, into the woods a little bit and try to find some good sticks to be used for stilts. All right. Uh, pardon me while I go get a monster manual. Ah balls. <laughs> I'll be right back. I'm very squishy and I don't want to die. Since I did, are you back? No. Cool. All right, I'm back. All right, cool. So I did say already that I have that short bow that's for hunting. Mm-hmm. And since I know it's dark and there's a good chance of something being out in the woods, I'm going to first, I'm going to roll a stealth check real quick, but I'm also going to be moving uh, relatively slow with the bow out in case I, and hopefully if I come across anything, I see the it before it sees me. Okay. So well, um, I would say, you. are you like in, give me the rationale for why, um, what's your name? Melkor? Yeah. Sorry. Why Melkor would be like what his ras- rationalization is for like sneaking would be. Uh, so it's nighttime, uh, and he typically hunts either at dawn or at dusk. I would say this is after that. So he knows, uh, it's best to keep down and stay quiet. So don't, scare anything and have it attack you out of just like straight up fear uh so that way if you're if you are hunting something you can sneak up on it and get a better shot mm-hmm. uh and he doesn't want to be seen and by anything because he knows that this isn't necessarily safe or smart but he's like i'll be fine i'm i'm every 11 year old thinks they're invincible but he doesn't 
he's been around the camp in the army for long enough to know that even though I'm invincible, don't be stupid. All right. I'll allow it. So, yeah, you can roll sort of uh, a stealthy roll. To, and also, you, like, if, if one of the soldiers on guard duty were to catch you, like, leaving the camp, there would be questions. So I think that it's perfectly okay. reasonable for Melkor to sort of have this idea of, like, I want to I want to go have a fun time, and I don't want anyone to stop me. I'm bored. So he's, like, and he knows he's not supposed to leave the camp. Like, the soldiers are, are always like, you know, don't go wandering off because we're in a war zone and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but I'm only going like 15 feet just into the woods. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Cool. So, stealth check. Yeah, go for it. That's not great. Uh, 16? 16? Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess I'm going to have to roll after all. You've already taken me off book. I love it. I'm here to help. So, wait, what'd you roll? 16. All right. So you're you're going to sort of um, uh, walk away from the fire. You get up, dusted. Well, you've already gotten up and dusted yourself off. Upon realizing that there's nothing really around uh, to fulfill your dream of walking on stilts and being the tallest kid around uh, and being very cool, you're like, you know what? I know where I can get some sticks. I'm going to go up into the forest. Uh, just a little ways out of camp and go. So you go up the back of the mountain path and it really quickly transitions from this like little tiny clearing field like right into the woods as you, excuse me, as you, you know, follow this path up and you've snuck your way out of the camp. Uh, the Most of the soldiers conspicuously are all in their side of the camp tonight. Um, you sort of get the feeling that they're in preparing for something. You've been trying with them for a while and every time before a battle, this is what happens where all the soldiers are normally... Um, even though they're not supposed to be with on the refugee side of the caravan, they are always there, right? Uh, yeah. But right before a big battle, they sort of vanish and as they prepare. So you know, like, a big fight's coming, and, and you're not really concerned about it, but, like, there are no guards out tonight, really. And you make your way away from the tents. No one really notices you. They're all got their own business, and you don't really know anyone here anyway. Um... A lot of these refugees are new over the last several couple of days. And so you make your way up this mountain path looking for sticks. Just sort of creeping along um, yeah. quietly. Something... Wanting to stick to the path so you don't get lost, but also making sure that you are not making a lot of noise. Yeah, I'm like right on the edge of the... So there... how wide is the path? Doesn't really uh, matter. Yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's not a super narrow path, but it's not wide either. This is like a winding mountain path. Um, I'm going to stick right to the edge of the path. So, like, if somebody comes walking up that I don't want to see me, I can, like, fall into the dirt. Okay. Or if something comes rushing out of the woods at me, I can just turn tail and run back down the path towards the camp. All right. Make another investigation check. I'm going to – I'm moving my dice tray because it's on a slant, and I'm re-rolling that. <laughs> I'll allow it. Which is way better. Uh, investigation, you say? Yeah. 21. Nope, 20. 22. Alright, so you, as you're walking up this path, it's dark. Do you have dark vision as a dragonborn? Uh, I do not. Okay. Uh, I was going to wait a little bit. Like, if I can't find anything here, I'm going to look back, see how far away from the camp I am, cast Dancing Lights, and then move a little bit forward in when right. I know that nobody from the camp would be able to see me. Gotcha. Alright, so you are looking around, and I'm just going to say, with the 22, your eyes have adjusted, or 21, whatever it was, your eyes have adjusted sort of to the dark, and you can see that... Um, 
these trees, uh, you're, it's during like springtime, right? So all the trees are starting to have like just bloomed as it were, right? Like you're, it's like mid spring. And so a lot of these trees are healthy and their branches are not necessarily on the ground, but you're fine. Some like older sticks that really might suit your purpose. Perfect. So I, I have two, I have two stilt sticks mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. Cool. I'm you gonna... pull them up out of these, like, no one's ever clearing out this place. So there's leaves everywhere, right? Even left yeah. over from the last winter. And you just pull these branches right up out of them, that rustling, just, you know, and they're kind of, they're not super straight, but they're strong and thick as you want, but they're a little curvy, you know, like they're. That's cool. Perfect. All right, cool. Um, I'm going to take my sticks and I'm going to head back to camp. All right. Still being quiet because I don't want to set off anything in the woods. All right. And so, as you make your way back down, I've rerolled another stealth check for the way out, and it was worse. Um, or heaven, eleven. Well, luckily, the thing I decided that lives in this particular part of the woods is getting uh, a seven on their perception nice. roll. So you make your way, uh, sort of like holding both sticks or in either hand, you know, like as, as, as though they were like weapons and you're sort of like going down and you're pretending to, you know, fight off invisible enemies because you're feeling good about yourself and you're very excited about these sticks. You're like <laughs> testing them, you know, uh, but you make your you way back down. You sort of come back out. Do when they practice. What's that? Doing some of the moves that I see the soldiers do while they practice and work yeah. my way down. Yeah. And so you you make your way sort of back down out of this uh, out of the woods out uh, you know following the path down you sort of come down this little hill back onto the the cleared out plains and the huge caravan of tents that you can see stretching on for what seems like forever like this is this is a caravan of like a couple thousand people and so it is like this little mini city just there's lights everywhere cool. And you slip back into the amongst the tents. No one has noticed that you're gone. Excellent. Um, would I know where to go to get like leather straps to like actually strap the sticks to my legs or to my feet or whatever? Uh, make an intelligence check. Just straight intelligence. Yeah. Oof. Eleven. Eleven. I think you would remember that uh, mounts and like horses and all of that and leather go together. And um, you know that over in the caravan area that there is a guy there who um, looks after like all of the steeds for the entire army. And you, you've talked to him a little bit. You guys aren't close, but uh, you're as you're sitting there looking and like swinging and testing and getting excited about this idea, you're like, I think that John would might have some leather he'd let me borrow if I go talk to him. Cool. I'm going to go talk to John. All right. So you make your way from the refuge session camp where all the refugees stay through the uh, the, the tavern area where there's just um, – it's a really smaller section of this caravan. But there's like three or four tents and there's a lot of you know sound and laughter and music. Um, you sort of skip your way through, like it's a, uh, you know, it's a very lively atmosphere and you make your way from there over to the caravan area, which is more like, um, that's where like the actual shops would be. The people who travel with this caravan to sell things, generally speaking, have uh, a plot sort of on this, um, here. And so, you know, that John is the stable man for the army and he and there's like this a huge section of the field is open and all of the mounts have been moved. You notice there's not a horse in sight. 
at all. And normally there's like hundreds of them because they all travel with this army, right? And there's yeah. none of them are there. Uh, and he's just sort of sitting there by his own little fire uh, in a chair, looking up at the stars, you know, still obscured by smoke, but even in, in his area, he's uh, he's trying to catch a glimpse of the um, of the Valley of Eyes. All right, cool. Uh, I'm gonna I'm not gonna try to sneak up on him or anything because I don't I'm not currently doing anything wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm gonna walk up like so the fires between us and me and just go, "Hi, John." No, oh. oh, Cord, it's good to see you. Have a seat. You need po po points and motions to this empty couple of chairs that are like positioned around the fire. Cool. I'm gonna walk over and sit down and put my like my little stick stilts out in front of me and rest my arms on him and like. Sway him back and forth, mm -hmm. and like try to balance my arms on him. Gotcha. And I'm gonna. So I got a question. Two questions. What can I do um, for you? Well, I'm hoping to mess with Kevin just a little bit. I got bored and I have an idea. Um, <laughs> he laughs any, and sort of leans in. All, interest. He's interested now. Do you have any leather straps so I can strap these sticks to my legs to make me look taller? She sort of sits back and thinks about it for a second and goes, I think I might be able to give you what you need. Come on. And he gets up and goes into, um, there's in this particular section, uh, where you can see the area marked off for where all the stables are or not the stables, but like where all the horses would be. And then there's, um, like three little tents, right? And those are like his tents. And he goes nice. up into one where there's a, uh, a lantern burning and he, there's a workbench and, you know, all the <coughs> things that, a, a, a I don't know what the technical term is, but, you know, for curing all the leather and making the straps and the harnesses for horses and the bits and the bridles and all of that, he's the, the workshop's decked out, and he goes over to bags hanging on the wall and pulls out two perfectly suited leather strips and sort of tosses them at you. Nice! This will be great! Um, you snag them out of the air and just, like, jumping. Like, you're, you're giddy with excitement. You're just bouncing. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, so, even though if I'm taller... He's still going to know it's me. Do you have like a cloak that after I like, it'll cover my little stick legs with a hood that I can put on to like kind of hide my face a little bit. I'll bring it back. I promise. He sort of eyes you skeptically, but he's got this big <coughs> smile on his face. Uh, he is a lover of mischief. And so he holds up a finger is like without saying anything, but you know, then that one, one quick moment sort of way and turns from his, uh, sort of workbench in an area to this chest in the far right hand corner. And he opens it up with this creak, creaking sound. And he sort of shifts through these clothes and pulls out this really, really old raggedy, like threadbare, um, cloak. That's for someone like twice or three times your height. All right. And he tosses and he walks over and he hands it to you and he dra like wraps it like sort of does that thing where you know you put the cloak around the shoulders and it just like dwarfs you completely. This will be perfect. I'm gonna take the cloak off and I'm gonna start tying the sticks to the bottom of my feet, like sitting in a chair or on a stump so that I can like try to like stand myself back up. Okay, I'd say like you you like take off the cloak and you like bundle it up in your arms with the sticks and you run back outside and you like throw your bundle on the ground next to the chairs, get in the chair and start trying to like, you know, do your thing and attach those stilts. And he's just laughing at you, uh, watching from from the doorway. Uh, cool. What do I roll to figure out how good I made stilts? Ah, uh, you know that's a really good. I know if it was a tinkers kind of thing, it would be intelligence and proficiency. But I don't have proficiency, so would it just be an intelligence check? Um, 
I'm wondering, like, if you want to... I'll would. i give you two options. You can make... If if you... I don't think you'd be proficient in survival, but if you were, I'd let you make, like, a survival check in terms of, like, you know, you're good at making, like, traps. You'd be good at, like, jerry-rigging things together. not have proficiency in survival. All right, then, yeah, I'd say you can make, like, a straight intelligence check and just try to figure out, like, can you uh, engineer how to get these things attached to your feet? It's at 12. Um... They feel like they're gonna hold what perfectly. You're very confident in these stilts. Nice, excellent. I, I tighten them up, and then I'm gonna. I'm gonna before I stand up. I'm gonna like. Am I sitting on a, a chair, a bench? You were is in like, like a chair. A, is there a back on it? Yeah. I'm gonna put the cloak on the back of the chair. So once I stand up, if they hold and I can keep my balance long enough, I'm, so I can still reach the cloak to pick it up. Okay. So you and stand up and stand you wobble up. for a little bit, um, and for a moment you're like questioning your own confidence in these stilts, like maybe that voice in your head lied to you a little bit, but you're able to stand tall and you turn and you look at um, John and you just beam, like, <laughs> as much as like, and you're a dragonborn, so think of like, that, that just that like, the, I'm thinking of like when oh, snakes smile, tiny, you know? <laughs> Like a snarl kind of thing. Yeah, but like, cause, but like, but you're so happy, and he looks at you and he laughs. He's like, <laughs> "This is gonna be good." I hope so. And I pick up the cloak and I put it on, and I put on the hood. Is Excellent. the cloak like dragging or anything? Is it gonna make a, be a problem to walk? Um, it's dragging like a little bit. All right, cool. Then I, I take my my cloaked stilted self, mm-hmm. uh, and I. Start slowly because I'm still not great at walking on stilts. Walk towards uh, Kevin's tavern. Okay, John is just sort of leaning again, like on the one of the center structure, like the the pole in the tent that like where the opening is. You know, I'll bring everything back. I swear. All right, you better. I'm, I'll come looking for you if you don't. I'm not hard to find. All right, make a dexterity saving throw as you say that. Oh, not bad. Um, unnatural twenty. Unnatural 20. That is pretty good. So yeah. you are just, you, you say that, you know, like, and you sort of give him a little salute and a thumbs up, and then you just, like, walk away. Um, it's a little late by this point. Not super late. Uh, but, you know, the the pathways and everything that go between this city of tents, mostly empty. People are are probably more likely in the refugee area to camp, um, getting ready to go to, you know, for sleep than they are um, anywhere else. So the caravan section is pretty empty. There's some people milling about, and they look at you and they laugh. And they, some of the people here know you more. Um, and there's sort of you know people saying like you know what's up, Malcor. It's like where are you off to now? What mischief? You know, sort of just. Oh, you know, the usual. Yeah, and they um, sort of just laugh and wave, and uh, they like the young the youngins here because it's just like a reprieve from the depressing war. The that, that, yeah, that, yeah, and the monotony and everything. Um, okay, so. It says I have a disguise kit, mm-hmm. and I'm going to say I do have a disguise kit, but it's not like a full disguise kit with all like the paints and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, it's like a half of, of a disguise kit that I like scrounged from like new people showing up who are just getting rid of stuff that they didn't need. Uh, so everything's like half used. It's old and dingy. Okay. But for a kid, it still works perfectly. All right. And when I get to the tavern before I go in, okay, I'm going to like find a place to like lean up against something so I don't have to worry about my balance and I'm going to take the 
the the disguise kit mm -hmm. and take one of the darker colors, either like a red or a like a brown, like a brown or a bronze or something, and yeah, try what, to like what scale color are you again? Uh, currently black. Okay. Naturally black. Um, and I'm gonna use the disguise kit to attempt to like change like the prominent features of my face that stick out from underneath the hood to a slightly different color. It'll it probably isn't gonna work, but I'm a kid. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be great. Okay, make a um a performance check. Oh God! Since I'm proficient with a disguise kit, can I add my proficiency? Yeah. Nice. Eighteen. Eighteen. All yeah. right. So you, it's about as effective as you could imagine that being. Nice. <laughs> you know. And while I'm doing this, I know I, Dave knows that I'm able to. But Melkor doesn't. Uh, I'm gonna say he doesn't know how to how like he. At this point, the only magic that he knows he has would he knows for a fact he has would be dancing lights and message because those mm. are the only two things I've used so far. But like, Mage Hand, he's never had a reason to attempt to try to grab something that was out of his reach, so he can do it. He just doesn't know he can. Okay. Uh, and then same thing with disguise self, Tasha's hideous laughter, and silent image. He. Until he comes into a situation where it is going to be, like, super necessary, he's unsure, he's unaware that it's potential. All right, so what I would say going off of that, I think that's great, is that when you want to use those, I'm going to make you do an intelligence check to see, like, um, if, like, maybe even with advantage what? of, like, an intelligence check where, like, when okay. you're in a dire situation, like... Like, how could, like, pull out my disguise can be like, no, yeah. it's broken, what do I do? And then yeah. my hand color in front of me, I'm like, what Yeah, the it'll fuck? be like an intelligent saving throw. Okay. Which is, like, never a thing that almost ever happens as far I don't know. I don't think I've ever heard of that happening, but... Uh, either way, I'm proficient in those. Good. So, like, that, but that would be the sort of thing that would go on is, like, yeah. in the All moment right, cool. of crisis, does, does your, does your, and the, in the innate magic that, like, lives in you, right, will you, yeah. will your body default and fix the problem? Yeah. I like it. So, but in in this moment, while I'm shoddily putting on bad old makeup, I'm thinking, man, this would be so much easier if I could just change myself. <laughs> uh, and then once I get the crappy makeup on, uh, I'm gonna walk into the tavern and walk straight up to Kevin with like one gold coin and be like, one drink, please. Not changing my voice at all. He's gonna stop for a second and look at you. Um, and he's, uh, your disguise roll was an 18? Yes. All right, so with advantage, he's going to roll and see, ooh. So he's, he, he looks at you and his head tilts and he's like, Melkor, what the hell are you doing? My name's not Melkor, it's, uh, Grant. <laughs> he sort of goes, oh. Well, my mistake. You sound just like my friend Melkor. And he pulls out this goblet and reaches underneath the bar for something you can't really see. He pulls out this, um, this like small, like a bottle, and, like one of those like, uh, like really round bubbles on the bottom, but like narrow at the top things. Right? Uh -huh. And he just pours you a, a full glass and pushes over. It's like, you sound just like him. That's uncanny. Yeah, I guess. You know, I'm 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 new, and I'm gonna go to take a sip of it. Mm -hmm. But as I do, I'm gonna lose my bounce. The footings 
since I only rolled a 12, I'm doing this to myself. Okay. For the stilts. I was going to uh, do something else to you, but that works too. <laughs> well, one of the stilts is going to give out, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to collapse. And the, the goblet's going to go up in the air, uh, and it's just going to it's going to be a shit show. I'm going right. to hit the ground. The cloak's going to fall off. I'm going to stand up and be like, well, it's worth a All shot. All right, so here's what I'm thinking. So you're um, – he has you. You like are so excited at the prospect that you might because Kevin's always like, "No, Malcor, I won't pour you out. Like, I'm not going to give you alcohol, right? Like, he's been pretty yeah. consistent with you, um, even though you're friends with him and and with uh, Sarah, right? But so then, like, you're so excited about finally getting him that you like snatch it up super fast, and that throws you off balance. This the the branch just like breaks it just like snaps and you tumble to the left and as you do that like your arm goes up and the goblet like empties on your face and your tongue's like is this apple juice what and then you smash on the ground and you can see like looking at you shaking your head and laughing from across the room sarah's just like standing with her hands on her hips like what an idiot and the whole tavern like this is a pretty big like tent right it's like those tents they use at graduation ceremonies this thing's huge and everyone's just like roaring with laughter and out of appreciation more than like everyone here's more sort of familial right and they're less like yeah Melkor, you you're so stupid. I feel like it's based off just the way I'm playing this. Everybody knows me as the kid who just gets in just enough trouble to not actually be punished, mm-hmm. but is is guaranteed when he's around, you're gonna have something to laugh at. Yeah, I feel like in, in his own weird way, Melkor is like a super adorable dragonborn. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's, he's got a boyish he charm. Ferocious, but he wouldn't hurt a fly. Yeah, he's got a boyish charm for sure, and. And Ab, you do realize as you, like, lick more water off your face with your dragonborn tongue, uh, like, Kevin gave you apple juice. Because he rolled a 19, and he knew it was you. Oh, balls! <laughs> uh, I'm gonna lay on the floor. He's just staring at you from over, like, this improvised countertop of a bar that he that has bar. to install every time that they move and, like, pack up, and it's super frustrating for him. Um... But also, I'm he's just, just staring I'm, over at, like, Malcor, I keep like, telling I you, no alcohol. But I almost had you this time. Sure you did. Sure. Can you I have a fresh eat? apple juice, please? <laughs> of course. And he pours, he gets you a fresh <laughs> mug, and he pours it, and he pushes it across the tabletop to you and just laughs and smiles. I'm going to finish my apple juice and be like, okay, I got I to gotta take these, this cloak back to John. Where'd you get those sticks, anyway? Well, I found the sticks, and then John let me borrow some leather straps and this cloak to, you know, make me taller and and stuff. Melkor, where'd you find the sticks? He's, like, he's, he's suspicious. Uh, they were leftover kindling from the fires over in the camp. He raises an eyebrow. Make a deception check. Uh... 18. Oh, wow, nice. Uh, he's like... I'm proficient in deception checks. Good. He sort of just shrugs and is like, if you say so, Melkor, you go get some rest, man. You're staying up way too late for young. I mean, what else am I gonna do? Sort of laughs and shrugs. Ah, beats the hell out of me, kid. That's fair. Thanks for the apple juice. I'm gonna scoop everything up and run out of the tent back towards John. Like skipping as I go. Mm-hmm. As you go, can you make a perception check? 
Ooh, not great. Um, oh, better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Still not great. Eight. All right. Yeah, you don't notice. All right, cool. Um, so you skip back out and you head back over to uh, the caravan tents and John, the stableman. How'd it, how'd it go, kid? He says as you like come uh, running up and he notices that you're not on the stilts anymore. Uh, I was this close. I almost had him this time. Well, keep up, keep it up. You'll get him one of these days. Yeah. I'm going to open my disguise kit and it's like all but empty and be like, I'm going to need to scavenge up some new bits for this. And close it and put it back in my bag. I'm like, thanks for the cloak. And here's your straps back. And sort of takes it and, he's, and he, uh, he can't ruffle your hair because you're a dragonborn. But he does like whatever the equivalent would be. Just pats me on the head. Yeah. He maybe gives you like a weird noogie where he just like, you know, knuckle, <laughs> knuckle down, just like, just gives you good old. I, t- I told you I'd bring him back. Yeah, I know. I never doubted you. You're a good kid, Melkor. You know, most of the time. That's all that matters. Good. I'm sure it nods. Right, well, and... Bye, John. Thanks again. And I'm going to run off into the darkness. Back towards the refugee camp. Awesome. All right. All right. Would you say, do you think at this point in time, like, you know, uh... Make no, a, con- I actually do this Make a constitution inside. saving throw. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> uh, oh. 19. You're thinking, like, you know, I'm hungry and I want to eat, but, like, I don't have to. So. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go hunting in the morning and then I'll eat tomorrow. I'm going to go to bed. I'm tired. Perfect. Okay. So. Perfect. You make your way. Um, you make your way back to the refugee camp to like your sort of little spot. You don't have like a tent, but you do have like a patch, right? Like this is your this is your little like area of land that is yours. Um, this is now, of course, everybody else. Fuck off. Yeah, there's a there's but you like, know there's a sign because like the, the soldiers gave you like a post that you put in the ground everywhere you go and it's like Melkor like this is this is literally marked yours and there's like other little signs like all around like where other people other refugees who don't have tents um so you're like surrounded by a lot of other young people uh most of them have already like sort of curled up for the night you're the most industrious of everyone here and most of them are also again new a lot of these young people were are like fresh off the battlefield so to speak uh, and they're still a little like you know, shell shot. Um, are they older, younger, same age? Kind of a mix. Okay, I'm gonna walk around. I'm gonna quietly walk around and check on everybody, at least visually, and if anybody's awake, see if they're good or. All right, make a perception check. Twenty-two. Is that All how right. the map works? Yeah, yeah, twenty-two. Most you is like most of these people are asleep. Um, they know that the battle's coming and a lot of them want to get well rested while they can because if they have to flee, they're sort of like, they, they're like, if, if something bad goes down, we want to be rested. So it's this weird interplay between like, they're scared, but the, and they don't feel safe at all, which means that they're sleeping now while they know that they still can. Okay, cool. And, um, I don't have that cloak anymore, so I have I'm going to curl up next to my sign, and I'm assuming I have, like... You got, like, a bedroll. ...of my own and stuff like that. Yeah, you have, like, a bedroll. Yeah, I'm going to 
curl up and pass out. All right. So the next day, you wake up at twilight to an eerie quiet. The entire camp has gone still, coated with anticipation. You know that all the soldiers have left. And in moments separated by anxiety, the sounds of a battle are coming echoing up from the valley. Like, it's so loud, you can hear it. Um, what do you do? Does curiosity fill your boyish heart and you make your way towards the battlefield, sort of drawn in by the call of action and the desire to see a fight? Or do you wait, knowing it's unsafe for you to go? Um, a mix of both. Knowing that all the soldiers are gone mm -hmm. and that that uh, the one spot in the giant camp that I'm not supposed to go is unguarded and there's nobody there. I'm going there. Excellent. All right. So um, as you move from the refugee camp and you have to go through the tavern section, I want you to make a stealth check for me. Oh, not great. Um, 15. 15. Is that how that math works? No. Hold on. 13. 13. All right, as you're passing Maybe? through the tavern section, you hear the voice of yeah. Sarah as she's like, Hey, Melkor, where are you going? Um, nowhere. She sort of runs up to you and is like, Melkor, what are you doing? Oh, I can't lie to you. She sort of so like laughs and shifts on her toes. So I'm just not going to say anything. She's going to lean in and whisper and be like, you want to hear what idea I just had? Always. You have the best ideas. You know how there's the battle going on right now? Uh-huh. That means all the soldiers' tents are empty. You want to go? Yes. And I turn and run. <laughs> she like, he's like, hey, wait. And just like bolts off after you. Um, so you make it, there's like, um... Not a physical barrier that separates, but there's this, like, maybe 30 feet of space that's been marked out between the refugee caravan and the army. So you sort of pass from, like, this sea of tents into this, like, weirdly empty patch that, like, arcs around in this, because the, the camp's in what's this, like, the, huge circle. Um, what's the ground look like? Is it, like, tall grass? Is it, like, padded flat? Padded flat. Medium grass. Like, how tall? Mmm... Sort of like foot and a half grass. So I could like, in theory, lay down an army crawl through it. Yeah. Cool. But you gotta I, stay low, Sarah. And I just drop. She drops behind you loudly. She rolled poorly on her stealth. Um, it makes a lot of noise as she's like crawling behind you. Shh. I'm sorry, I don't do this as often as you do. I don't do this ever. She sort of gives you a look like, yes, yeah, sure. Hold on. According to her, I don't do this ever. That was a, a dirty 20 on my deception check. <laughs> so she doesn't know what I do. She's just going to, she gives you a skeptical look, but she's like, eh, well, maybe, maybe. You've got her at a solid maybe. I've never been caught. It's fine. You don't know. <laughs> Um, there are a lot of tents here, but you also know that, like, the biggest tent that you can kind of see, because it's a little bit taller than everybody else's, is the general's tent. Oh, well, um, um, oh, man. 
All right, out of character. How many times do you think Melkor in the last couple of months has snuck into the army camp? Let's do it this way. I'm going to roll a d4. Sure. Um, I have snuck in once. So... Um, but you've never... I would say you would never snuck in there when everyone was gone like this. This is the yeah. first opportunity where, like... The one time I snuck in, I wasn't thinking, and I was just wandering around. I didn't and I just kind of walked right into it. And I was like, oh, mm -hmm. I'm not supposed to be here. Yeah. But this time... I'm still not supposed to be here, but nobody's here to catch me. Mm -hmm. So, um, I'm not gonna go straight for the general's tent because that seems a bit over ambitious. And this is just kind of like a scouting mission. Okay. I've, I'm gonna say over the last couple of months, I've learned what to take, what not to take. If you're gonna try to take something, try to figure out if it's a good idea first. Look first, and then maybe take it. So I'm going to scout, I'm going to, after we make it into the camp, I'm going to like pull up the tent, like whatever tent wall is closest to me, mm -hmm. like not the door side, but like on another side, just peel it up and look. Okay. And, see side. and also due to just like the general size of this, right? I mentioned earlier that like thousands of people are like, this is huge, right? It, yeah. it, for note it or for note, it took you 15 minutes to get from the very back of the camp to the other side, to where the soldiers are. So this entire camp is okay. like huge okay right perfect all right so where were you going again um like okay is it is this set up like a grid system the soldiers camp yeah um third row in first tent i find okay uh you go in there and make an investigation check that's a natural one you walk in and you're just like you you found like the one poor guy sent <laughs> like the one soldier that like has zero friends and um, no keepsakes and just nothing. It's just like a, it's just like a couple of bedrolls on the ground and a chest that's like open and conspicuously empty. Hmm. I guess there's nothing good unless we go to the big tent. What do you think, Sarah? Oh, I I'd like to check out that big tent. This is creepy, Malcor. Everyone's gone. It's so quiet. I know it's great. And even as, even as she's saying that, like, off in the distance, you hear, like, the sound of battle. Like, it's echoing up in the valley. All right. Now. But, like, both of you are pretending like you don't hear it. Yeah. All right. We got to be super quiet now, okay? Okay. Let's, let's head to the big one. Oh, where'd it go? Uh, I dropped my die. All right, you make your way there. It takes you, like, five minutes to get from where you are to that camp. Um, and when you go in, it's like the general stuff is pretty, like, it's a big tent. It's about as big as the tavern tent, Ooh. right? This guy's a little gaudy and he has like an actual bed in there and an actual like bureau. Oh and, man, like, I'm so torn. And every, like he, he's got everything. And there's a chest um sort of next to his bureau and it's locked up and it's sort of got gilded edges all right you ready for this hell yeah cool um so what do we do do we jump on the bed do we see what if there's something in the chest his desk maybe 
oh, I'm going. She, 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 she's already like running to, towards the bed. She's just like, she just flops on it, like spread eagled. It's like, it's, it's like a king sized mattress. Nice. And I was so tempted to just run in and start jumping on the bed. Yeah, you don't she even just know. like flops on it and spreads out. And it's like, how do they carry this thing around for him? I don't know. I'm going to go sit in his, de- edit. is there a desk with like a chair? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to sit in the chair and like lean back and put my arms like on, I'm, I'm definitely too small for this chair. Uh, and I'm going to like put my arms kind of like on the armrests and mm-hmm. like puff out my chest and be like, I'm the general, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Carry on my bed, blah, blah, blah. Excellent. Is there anything interesting on the desk? Make a reception check. Um, perception plus four, 21. Uh, there is a map spread out on the desk. All right, is there anything that an 11-year-old would find interesting on the desk? Um, I don't care about maps. That's fair. I'm going to, like, push that aside and be like, I don't care about maps. What else is on here? Um, and, like, there's... I say that out loud in case Sarah is. Um, no, she... She's just, like, rolling around on the bed. Like, she's gotten up, like, and is kneeling on it, looking around. Like, this thing is huge. Because even when she had a home and she wasn't, like, traveling around with her dad, like, she's never had a bed that big. Ever. Like, she's never even seen a bed that big. Um, his His desk is... There's, like, a lot of official-looking documents there. So there's, like... I'm gonna, like, if there's drawers, I'm gonna try to pull on the drawers. Yeah. You... I'd say, like, the thing that interests you is you, like, fluffing through the drawers, and you're just, like, papers, papers. Man, this guy's got a lot of papers. Like... You know, and it's completely uninteresting. I'm not trying to be, like, clean about it at all. Like, I'm gonna open a drawer, fish through the papers, and, like, half-close it. Open up another one, fish through the papers, half-close it. Mm -hmm. So when we leave... Unless Sarah's smart enough to be like, did you put everything back where it was supposed to be? It's going to look like somebody went through her desk. Well, she rolled a three on her intelligence, so she's just like, cool. this bed's super soft. <laughs> That's all she nice. So, yeah. Um, um, like, I would say you find a, you find a small like pouch of gold, though, and a ring. What kind of ring? Uh, make an investigation check. Like, what's it look like? Oh, it's like a small ring. It's got a gem in the center. Um... And some, like, runic writing along the outside. Uh, 18 investigation check. Is the runes in either common or draconic? No. Cool. Then I'm taking the ring. I'm just going to stick it in my pocket for now. Okay. Um, um, can you make straight up d20 roll for me? Yep. Four. I don't like this die. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, yeah, you put the ring in your pocket. Oh God! <laughs> um, I'm gonna tr- hop off the chair and like go over to that chest mm-hmm. and like shake it. Well, it's like a big floor chest. All right, I'm gonna like so like I can't like put like rest on one like both hands on one corner and like try to move it. You could try to move it, but it's not like pick up and shake type thing. Yeah. Um. So you know how. Um. You ever try to shake a file cabinet? Yeah. That's kind of like how uh, what I meant by shake it. Gotcha. Yeah, no, you can do that. Cool. Does it sound like there's anything interesting inside? Make a strength check. Oh, cool. 18. Um, you... Plus zero. 18. 
the, yeah, there's some, it sounds like there would be something interesting. There's like some metal rattling. Is it locked? Yes. Can I attempt to unlock it? You've got a lockpick set? I do have thieves tools. But like everything I have, it's not like a good set. It's just like things I've picked up along the way, like bits of wire, maybe like a bent fork. Um, I'd let like you make, I'd let you attempt to pick down. that lock with disadvantage. Disadvantage. Until yeah. I can get like a genuine set of thieves tools. Yeah. Pretty much everything I have is second hand. Okay. At this point, um, Sarah Ooh, is up and bad. like rifling through those papers herself. She's kind of curious. All right. Uh, with disadvantage, that's a 20. 20? Um, you fiddle around with it, and after, like, five minutes of trying and a lot of, like, low-key cursing, you get that locked on. Like, it's open. Sarah, check it out! I opened it! Oh, that's awesome! She runs over, not, and she, and she, like, peers over your shoulder, and before it's even registered what's in there, she's like, none of that armor is gonna fit you! Yeah, but it looks nice. Mm, is that all, pretty... is that all that's in there is just armor? Yeah. Wait a minute, hold on. I'm gonna... Yeah. Um, if the army's at the fight and the general's armor is here, we need to leave now. Wait, why? I mean, he might not be there if he doesn't have his armor. Oh, her eyes go wide. She's like, that's a really good point. Um, and she like, we, she starts like walking towards the front. Like she's not bolting quite yet because she's still kind of nervous, but she's yeah. like, um, here, let me go first. I'm faster than you, and if something happens, they can chase me, and then you can get away. I'm going to poke my head. Okay. Like, I'm going to peel back and, like, look out the front door. Make a perception check. Uh, 20. All right, you don't see anybody. Cool. I'm going to, like, turn and be like, okay, stay close and be quiet. And then we're going to leave the tent. All right, you're going to try to stealth your way back? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. Uh, 18. Okay, cool. So you guys get uh, back through, and when you're in that inner, that, that space where between the two sections of camp, there is a moment. Oh, no. Where everything goes dark at once, and you can't even see what's right in front of you. And, like, you stop for a second, and you turn, like, looking around, confused, and off in the distance, light explodes across the sky. It's a murky, almost milky color, and it's coated with reds and greens that just, like, snap and flash about. It's so far off, and it casts a glow that does not brighten up enough your surroundings enough to see anything more than silhouetted shapes. You can see Sarah right next to you, just sort of, like, frozen and transfixed, also looking at this spectacle. I'm gonna reach out and just grab her hand. Okay, a moment later, well, like, as you do that, in that same instant, um, as you're transfixed almost by this spectacle up in the heavens, this, like, louder-than-life roar splits your ears, and the ground shakes, and the light that once was, like, far off, right, expands so that it hangs over what seems to be the entire sky. Make a constitution saving throw. Fuck me. That's terrible. That's an eight. Oh, man. Um, nope, I lied. That's uh, 11. 11? That was a nine, not a six. 
All right, the last thing you hear is this roar a second time, and at the sound of it, you collapse, passed out. Cool. As it's roaring, before I pass out, I'm just going to look like feeling myself fade. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to be like, Sarah, run! Let go of her hand, and then pass out. If that's cool with you. Yeah, that's fine. All right, sometime later, you wake up, and around you, you can see everything is broken. The ground beneath you, the camp around you, beyond where, like, you can see the trees of the mountain, and beyond even that, like, even more land and these hills, like, that sort of obscure the battlefield where the valley is, like, the ground is torn up. The camp is, like, pulled to shreds, and... Uh, you realize in that moment as you're on the ground that you are in a lot of pain and covered in bruises. Is Sarah nearby? Uh, you're on the ground. You can't see her. Can I see anything? Do I have vision? You do have vision, but you're just like, you're all you can see is like the, you like the dirt in front of your face. Cause you're lying face down on the ground. Cool. I'm going to attempt to roll over onto my back. Okay. You do that. And you ache, you hurt. Like, you can, you're mobile, but barely, and everything hurts. Cool. I'm gonna, like, with, with moving, moving as little as possible, I'm just gonna, like, survey my general area and see if Sarah's nearby. Okay. You, do you want to, like, sit up, or what's the deal? Um... Like I'm just gonna, so I'm laying on the back, on my back, staring up at the sky. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna like look to my left, grimace. Look to my right, grimace. Like just pick my head up, mm-hmm. and like look down towards my feet and grimace. Okay, so you notice. It. Well, roll the perception check. Seven. I'm getting different dice. This is obnoxious, <laughs> but I'm keeping that seven. All right, you notice. Uh, just one thing, and that's, you remember, like, you are in the rubble of, like, the, 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 the caravan, right? Whatever happened threw you far from where you were. Probably a good, like, 20 feet. Because you were, like, mostly across the, uh, the empty space, right? That in-between space, when this Uh happened, and you were thrown by it. You do not immediately see... Sarah, just the tattered, ripped, like, just decimated and torn apart um, camp. I'm going to feel in my pocket. Do I still have that ring? Yes. Cool. I'm not taking it out, but I'm just going to, like, pat my leg and be like, awesome. Um, I'm going to attempt to sit up. Okay. Make a constitution check for me. I guess it would be a saving throw. 12 um you sit up and like your vision swims you're in so much pain but you do it you're just like oh and like your your body just like convulses for a second as you just sit there on the ground i'll put i'll put a coin in the swear jar later but this fucking sucks um can I see anybody? No. Around me? Nothing. Cool. 
I'm going to make another constitution check or saving throw and attempt to stand up. Okay. And it didn't work. That's a four. All right. I'm going to say that you, like, sort of try to, uh, you do that thing where you're, like, you're sitting up and you sort of try to, like, get on your, like, all fours so that you can slowly stand and you get on all fours and just, like, your arms give out and you collapse on the ground for a second. Cool. Before you're eventually able to, like, get yourself back into it. Like, you're now sort of, like, sitting on your knees. Like, you know. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I kind of, like, not necessarily cross-legged, but close to it. Yeah, in the, like, um, kneeling samurai sort of way. Yeah. yeah like, if knees you drop down. your knees and then start on your heels. Yeah. Cool. And I can't see anybody? No, every... you You're just seeing a lot of rubble. So, here's, like, the... The description of what you can see, because it's very visible at this point, that okay. everything was torn apart. The tents are in tatters. Your clothes are, like, shredded on your body. Like, uh, anything that was wooden is shattered apart. The ground looks like, like an earthquake went through it. Everything looks like an earthquake went through it. Like, but, I mean, like, normally in an earthquake, right, like, the sheets would yeah. tear, right? But they've been, yeah. like, torn apart. And the ground's been torn apart. Everything's been torn apart. Now, am I looking at the refugee side or the soldier side? You are... Um, actually, if you refer back to the screen share for a second, yeah. I would say that you are probably where that X is. Okay, and uh, which way am I looking? You're looking... You can basically see anywhere in a 180 here. Cool. I'm going to, like, and that's all destroyed? Yeah. I'm going to look over my shoulder at the army camp. Is it also destroyed? Yes. Cool. I'm just going to yell. All right. It echoes, and nothing comes back to you. There's no response. Hello. Hello. No response. Cool, I'm going to try to stand up again. Alright. I say at this point, it hurts, and... I rolled a 17 that time. Okay. It at least hurts, narratively, it makes sense. And you're going to take, like, four points of damage here just because, like... Just, your, yeah, that makes sense. Your body survived whatever happened, but you're, you feel like at any moment your bones could break. Cool very slowly then and like if i feel like i'm gonna die i'm just gonna around okay uh i'm gonna make my way towards what i know is uh towards claire and steven okay so that would be in the caravan section yeah um as you make your way through uh make a perception check natural 20 natural 20 all right, so from where you are to where the caravan in is like a, somewhere between a five to ten minute walk, right? Because this is big. This place is big. Um, and you start to notice as you go, you get about like halfway there and you find your first body. Oh, fuck. And it is as eviscerated as everything else. It is unidentifiable. It looks like I feel. Yeah. Awful. And there's, like, I can't tell who they are? No, like, they have, for all intents and purposes, been ripped apart. 
So like, like body when you find of? that body, you find like first the leg, and then like uh, part of the next of it, like uh, something that could have been part of a torso, something that looks like a kneecap. Like it's it's like a grenade went off. Ooh. Um. Am I like closer to the caravan portion of it? Yeah. Um. Not for morbid, hor- uh, like hobo looting, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna like start checking to see if there's like anything that anybody, any parts of the body has on me that has on them that I could use to, um, like ease my pain mm-hmm. or like because I know everything's now destroyed. I'm beginning to gather everything's destroyed. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna have to start putting together some kind of fund so that I can survive if I make it to a town. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna look for anything that's worth some money or anything like that. Okay, I want to have you make a wisdom saving throw first. Wisdom saving throw? Yeah. Eighteen. Okay, you are feeling a lot of grief right now, but you are also uh, you've seen. You were like you saw your parents, your own parents' bodies, right? Like, yeah. you are still and, young and impressionable, and, and traveling with the, the the army. I'm assuming, like, I've seen like other dead bodies, not just yeah. maybe not on this scale. You're, yeah, you're like, unfortunately used to death. So even though this is shocking and horrifying, your survivalist brain is like able to think that through enough. Um, so what yeah. was it that you were looking for again? Uh, anything that could either help me right now in the moment or like things that look like they might be worth money. Okay. Roll an investigation check. Oof. Uh, so nine, nine. All right. You find four gold coins and a broken dagger. I'm going to leave the dagger. Cause I already have two, not necessarily great daggers, but I already have two daggers. Okay. You had them on my... you? You didn't leave them with your bedroll? Yeah. The dagger and uh, the short bow are okay. things that I just always have on me just because life in the walking around the world is hard. And sometimes I randomly walk into the woods. To... Okay. Or just to get away. Perfect. Because, you know, everybody, every kid needs his alone time. Yeah. Because everything's broken, would you like to check your equipment? Ooh, good question. Yes. Okay. I would. So the first thing you notice is that weird, like, and there's in fiction reasons for this, so just trust me on that. But yep. when you when you look at your bow, you notice that the wood is fine, but your string is gone. Like okay. it disintegrated, and one of your daggers is dag daggers. Daggers is completely shattered, and the other one is broken. Cool. And then I'm gonna... How about my arrows? Are they good? Um, how many arrows did you have? Uh, I think like 20. Okay, I would say that you have probably 10 good arrows left. Alright, so... Uh, I'm gonna... And mark next to them that, um because the arrowheads are sort of, like, cracked and et cetera, they're going to do, like, damage-wise, minus two. No, I'm just going to get rid of everything. Like, okay. if everything looks that jacked up, I'm going to just drop it 
and be like, I'm in an army camp, I can probably find something better. Or something that potentially survived whatever the hell that was. Okay. Do you want to keep one of the broken daggers? Um, or no? uh, right now, uh, no. Okay. Right now, the way everything happened... Actually, yeah, I'm going to keep one of the broken daggers. Okay. And then how much money did you have? Currently 14 gold pieces. 14 gold pieces. Your money is um, mostly intact. Like, you take out the coins and you look at them, and they are like... They just look really worn and destroyed. They have, like, fault lines Which... running through them. Like, you could probably now break them in half with your bare hands if you really wanted to. Um, Can I inspect that ring that I took from the general's tent? Yeah. How does that look? That looks surprisingly fine. I'm gonna put that on. Okay. Just for like, just for now. Yeah. Like and like, as I walk around, I'm gonna fidget with it in my hands and be like, "I need to figure out what's going on." Okay. After uh, I start talking to myself and be like, "This is ungood. Things are going poorly for me." I hope everybody's okay. And occasionally calling out to see if anybody else, if anybody responds as I walk further in towards the different camps. Okay. Sorry, I just got to open up the Discord app on my phone so that I can tell you what that ring is. And uh, Melkor won't know for a little bit, but I'm going to let you know so that you can sort of handle that. Cool. Is it our full one? Mm-hmm. Um, as I'm walking around then, I'm going to assume just the time I've spent fidgeting with it and stuff like that, he would have attuned to it. Yeah. That makes sense? Yeah. So that's a plus one to armor class and a plus one to all saving throw. Yes. That's fantastic. And you're, you're walking around the caravan. Y you know intuitively that everybody you knew here has died. Everything here except you has been torn apart. Great. And the terrain is considered if for some reason uh, it would become relevant. This is difficult terrain because of what happened to the ground. Yeah. Cool. Uh, am I able to find... Any other, like, potential money or a better dagger? I'll let you make like a total of three um, investigation checks that will okay. count for three separate sections of the map. So you'll do one investigation. You already sort of searched the tavern area. You're going to do three investigation checks for the caravan, the refugee, and the soldiers. Okay. Uh, let's do the caravan first. That is a four. Okay, you just find some gold coins that are sort of like oh, yours. I not... lied. That is a seven. Ah, you find um, seven gold coins that are mostly intact, right? They're like the ones in your pocket, not broken, yeah. but very, kind very stressed. Um, and uh, another broken dagger. Cool. Just like lying amongst the, the tattered bits of ground and wood and in some areas, not in this particular case, but there's a lot of met, like there's a lot of human parts everywhere. 
Okay. Uh, a 24 for the refugee camp. 24 for the refugee camp. All right. You managed to find sort of tucked under, like, um, you know, m- 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 like moving aside earth and, and in the remnants of like a really hefty chest, right? That's like took the brunt of this force. Like the chest was decimated, but some of the other stuff inside of it is in much better condition, right? Uh-huh. Um, you find 50 gold Ooh. and a dagger that is intact. Nice. I'm going to, so, got that now. I'm going to leave the two broken daggers and take the one good dagger. Okay. Uh, did I find, um, is the sign that had my name on it still in the air, in my little spot? No. Balls. Okay. And then army camp. Uh, 22. Okay. You find back in the general's quarters, actually, um, in that tent or in that, um, chest full of armor that you sort of like, you didn't notice before another 50 gold in a short sword. Oh, nice. Is the sword intact? Yeah. Right. It's like the, the chest took the brunt of that damage. Again, the chest destroyed the armor destroyed, but like the rest of the stuff around it, like the, the effective layers seems to protect things to a certain extent. Okay. Um, I'm going to take, uh, did the dagger have like a sheath or anything like that? And does the sword, short sword have a sheath? Yes. All right. Um, the sword, yes. The dagger, no. Okay. I'm going to take, is there like a belt in the chest at all? Not that survived, no. Okay. Um, how about the fabric on the bed? Is you, it in tatters or did it like... Tatters. Um, the whole tent gonna... is in tatters. Like, you know where it was. You remember where it was. But um, um, there's no, uh, like, actual structure left. Everything is okay. open sky. Open the space. cloth and stuff? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to take a couple of pieces of it. Okay, make um, a survival check. And just, like, tie a belt and whatnot that I can stick the sword and dagger in. Okay. Survival. That's an eight. Um, it's not the best, but it'll hold for a bit. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it to be great. It's yeah. just, it's something to just hold the things. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, is there any cloth that's big enough to like wrap around me as like a shitty, uh, cloak kind of thing? Yeah, there's some bigger tatters, like most... Like, things like the bigger pieces of the tent canvas, since this was a much bigger tent, you could have even have found it if you were still, like, in the tavern section, right? Um, mm-hmm. Is, like, some of those tatters are big enough to cover you. All right, cool. Because the tents then, were uh, bigger, and so their pieces are bigger. Yeah, all right. Uh, then I'm I'm keeping my bow without the string, but I'm leaving the arrows. Okay. Um, so write that down there. Uh, so I have a bow with no string. I have no arrows. I have a dagger, a short sword. Um, the ring, which I'm still kind of fidgeting with. I'm a crappy belt, and I'm taking that big piece of canvas as like a crappy cloak just to protect me f- from the elements as I go. And I'm going to... What's this down in the corner now? Over to the bottom left of the caravan that's where the like the horses would have been that's like where john and the horses were 
There's okay. nothing there yeah. now besides broken yeah. earth. It's just, just everything's shattered. Yeah. So at this point, right, you picked your way through the broken, shattered, and tattered remains of the camp, looking for anything that might have survived. Your head is spinning. Your head is spinning. Your heart is racing. So far, you have found no other living person. As far as you can tell, you are alone. There are only at this point, due to the nature of where uh, of the mountain range, there are two places you can go. You can go north into the mountains, or you can go south, or not south, but sort of more like uh, like southeast towards the battlefield. Um, is the battlefield like down a hill in a valley or yeah. up a hill? All right, it's I'm down gonna. A hill. I'm going to go to the edge of the hill and look down and see what it looks like down there. All right. Make a perception check. Uh, 19. All right. You you come over the little hill, right? So you pass through the remains and broken, shattered earth of the camp. It takes you, again, uh, because of it, half an hour to walk there. Yeah, right, because I'm, the camp is I'm huge moving, and you are broken uh, and the ground is broken. So even longer, it's gonna take you like forty-five minutes to an hour. Yeah, I'm like dragging my feet and just like, Ugh. yeah, right. And you make your way through up this like this earth is just everywhere. The earth is shattered, right? And you have to cl- you you go make your way up the hill. And as it crests, you look out over what was the battlefield, and you can see as it stretches out below you, everything there is broken. Like, there's a lot of more, like, gleaming brokenness. All the armor, all of the, yeah. like, weapons, all of that. And, like, the like li- now at this point, sort of, like, it's, like, would be between 10 and 11 in the morning, right? And the sun's reaching up into the sky. And everything is, like, the shattered metal is glittering. Tatted cloth is everywhere. The ground is completely broken. Way off in the center, you see what is, like, off in the distance, what looks like a giant crater had opened, like, has imp- has like sprouts out and from that crater which is like clean the rest of it is where the rest of the shattered earth comes from so something has hit the ground and the shock wave is what has caused this destruction and as you look on it this strange muteness has overtaken you what do you do just sit down and like stare all right the carnage has a mesmerizing effect. It mutes all your senses and seems to call you forward into it. Something in the back of your mind needs to know what happened. That mess of bodies and gore are not enough to quench your curiosity. You can see that the edge of that crater off in the distance, and you know intuitively that the light that showed in the sky the night before had crashed into the ground there. Like, that is um, the source of that light. Is there anything nearby me at the top of the hill, or is everything else back at the, the camp? Every, the only thing you can see behind you is, like, you know the camp, and then the mountain range is, at you know, okay. at, an hour away from you, even a little further, like an hour and a half at this point, right, in the background. What are the chances that there's a shield nearby? Um, none. Perfect. Cool. I'm going to... S- pull myself up and very slowly make my way towards that crater. Okay. As you make your way through the battlefield, you get halfway to the crater, and a voice comes clearly in the back of your head. I used to dream of sunshine gleaming down on a thousand smiling faces. The voice is breathless and sad. It sounds full, like, as as a voice might, full of tears. What do you do? 
Uh, I'm still kind of out of it, mm-hmm. so I'm going to respond. Last night, I dreamt that I was sitting around a fire with my parents. And I'm going to, like, keep slowly trudging along. The voice responds, We both woke to a world that is vastly different, did we not? I mean, when I woke up, the world was the same. It, and I, Yeah, when I woke up, the world was the same. Because it woke, didn't change till later. I woke to screaming, to the sound of monsters. And the sound of men who have become monsters. And I just wanted it all to stop and be still. I say nothing. Okay. As you... you, Do you still approach the crater? Yeah, like... Shrudgingly slow because I'm still in a lot of pain. Okay. And I'm not entirely sure why I'm walking towards this. I'm just... This feels like the right thing to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like semi-catatonic, just moving, because I feel, I feel like if I stand, if I don't, then I never will. Okay, as you get even closer, you're probably just 100 feet off from the edge of this crater now. You hear the voice again, and it says, I never wanted to see the smiles leave those faces, to see tears run like blood. And yet here we are. The earth shattered. Yeah. And you walk for a short more amount of time. And you reach the edge of this crater that is probably like the incline of that crater is like 50 feet down. Like this thing is huge, right? Oof. And you can see somehow clearly in the very center, there is an object. And you hear the voice again. It says, so you are but a child then? Preteen. Also, who are you? Like, Like when I see that, thing in the bottom i'm gonna and like i can no longer see all the dead bodies around me i'm no longer like catatonic Mm -hmm. and um now i realize that the voice i'm hearing is not my own subconscious gotcha (laughs) like wait what who are you as you sort of i'm gonna say that you know you you sort of like as you say that you you slide you you get on your back or your butt and you slide down this incline and get up again slowly and painfully but you're walking towards this object just seized with curiosity and the voice comes back at you and says my name is Alben Hafin the light of the shore not gonna remember that but my name is Melkor Melkor hello Melkor I said hello Melkor Hello, person whose name I already don't remember. It is Albin Hefin. The light of the shore. Can I just call you Al? I suppose. That's going to be easier for me. Can I call you Mel? I mean, that sounds like a fair trade-off. Are you the only one left, then? It's the light of the shore? Yeah. Okay. 
Um, so it would be Albin Hafeen. I'm just writing Al, the light of the shore. That works. Because that's all that both I and Melkor are going to remember. Mm-hmm. As a um, personal note of me to you, Albin Hafeen is Celtic for the light of the shore. That's cool. That was my thought last night. Remember when I texted you that I had a thought? That was the thought. Yeah, it's a good thought. It <laughs> was a great thought. Um. So, what did he ask? If you were the only one left. I mean, I'm tiny, and I survived, so it seems unlikely that nobody else did. Yes. There's something in you, then, if it lets you live. I mean, not really. I didn't have dinner, and I kind of missed breakfast. <laughs> oh. I'm hungry. Of course you are, child. Your heart has seen much death, yes? Mm. I mean, see, this I, Dave doesn't know how to respond to this, because contextually speaking, no. Mm. So that's what he's used to, because that's kind of how we grew up, so... He's going to respond with, no, I think this is the normal amount. Ah, well. I mean, this particular morning was a little rough, but... So I guess you could say I have. I see. And at this point, you've gotten even closer, and you make out that in the in the center of this crater, uh, you can see um, what looks like a piece of armor. I'm just, I'm not going to go closer. I'm just going to sit down and be like, so Al? Yes. Oh, cool. So I don't have to respond. If I just speak, you can hear me. Where are you? I'm right before you. Can't you see me? No. Come a little closer, child. Wait a minute. I can't hurt you. I mean, I'm, my- I'm just a, a vessel. I suppose you would say. Were you the one who made this this hole? No. Well. Yes and no. So if if yes, then you can hurt me because everything currently hurts. <sighs> That's probably true. But no, I I was used to do this. I didn't do it willfully. Did you do it? No, that's not something an 11-year-old would say. Never mind. (laughs) My immediate response was, did you do it woefully? Which is funny in my head, but it doesn't make sense contextually. Um, All those smiling faces dashed. That's my fault. Depending on who you ask, I'm the reason they were smiling. You like to make people smile, then, Mel. I just like to have some fun. Well, then I think we'll get along. Yeah, I don't. Well. I don't like to be bored. Neither do I. Come, come a little closer. I don't move. So, where are you? I'm on the ground in front of you. I don't have legs. I can't move. If you don't come over here and pick me up, I'll stay here for the next thousand years. Perhaps less, perhaps more. If anyone else wanders this way before then. The only thing here 
is a piece of armor. There's nobody else here. Yes, it is I. Albin Hafin, Light of the Shore, the Spring Gauntlet. I mean, it's a weird name. Um, you're probably not going to fit me. I wouldn't be so sure, young, young child. Why don't you I mean, come find out for yourself? I mean, at this point, I'm probably, like, inching forward. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like, not on purpose, just, like, out of, like, what's it called? Like, subconscious curiosity. And just, like, s slowly moving forward and getting closer and getting closer. Probably, like, a foot away. Be like, this isn't going to hurt, is it? Oh, no. Not at all. Is it going to make... The current pain I'm feeling stop? Because this sucks. No, oh, well. That's going to take some time, child. But I won't hurt you any more than you have already been hurt. I'm going to, like, nudge the gauntlet with my foot. Poof. Ah, careful there. How come you can speak? Well... Have you ever had a home, Mel? I mean, yeah. Most people do. And when you spoke inside of your house, was that strange to you? Are you saying this gauntlet is a house? It is to me. Why don't you come out so we can talk? You know, face to face, like actual people. Because I can't. I'm sort of bound to this thing. That sounds uncomfortable. You get used to it. I'm gonna nudge it again with my foot. Would you care to pick me up? I mean... I'll pick you up, but that's about as far as I'm going right now. And I'm gonna bend down and pick it up. Alright, as you pick it up, it sort of resizes itself to fit uh, to fit your your size, right? So it reshapes itself when to it, fit your size. When it shifts, like, in my hand, I'm just going to go, nope, and drop it. It lands on the ground, and it's smaller now. Like, you could pick it back up. It, it, it is permanently, as for all intents and purposes, shifted its size. It says, I won't hurt you, Mel. Yeah, but that was freaky. Oh, I'm sorry. I just, uh should have warned you first. I'm sorry. Um. Is, is there like a strap or anything on the gauntlet at all? Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to pick it up and I'm going to tie it to the belt, that crappy little belt that I have and have it like dangle from my belt. All right. You notice when you do that, that it weighs nothing. Like it's light as paper. Huh. I just got your message. Nice. Add that real quick. Well, is that when it's worn? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm currently not wearing it. Yes. Correct. Cool. So you get none of the benefits currently. Um, you nope. can't use it at all, but it, you can still talk to it. Can other people hear you? I'm going to, like, 
If I want them to. I'm going to slowly start climbing my way out the other side of the crater. Okay. Yeah, just slowly start making my way out. Okay. So as you do this, um, Alabin sort of, it just says, oh, only if, uh, only if I want them to. How come I can hear you? Because I'm talking to you. And I wanted, I could sense your presence as you approached. And I yeah, thought, so why there's no one else around, is there? Yeah, but why? Like, why did I survive? I'm sort of silent for a moment. I don't I mean, know. The other refugees, some of them thought I was cool. Some thought I was funny. Some of the people that worked over in, like, the caravan area called me a little shit all the time. Why me? In the midst of everything... And all that chaos and screams and the roar of monsters, I could feel you somehow. Sketchy. A little bit. I don't pretend to understand everything about how I was made. But in the moment when the fire came, I willed it not to harm you. Well, you did a stand-up job. That's true. Everything hurts. Well, at least you're not dead, right? Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I think we're so, going to get along real well, Melkor. Yeah, probably. I'm pretty easy to get along with. Well, no, that's not true. I'm either really easy to get along with, or you're going to think I'm a little shit. That seems to be the general consensus. I guess time will tell, won't it? So where are we headed? Um... This way. And I'm going to continue walking. 